good afternoon uh, to our family on our YouTube channel. God bless you. Uh, we welcome you at Hope International Ministries, um, and we are glad that you uh, saw fit to join us on today. You could have been anywhere. I always say you could be anywhere. You could have uh, been, you know, at, at church. You could have just decided to watch television on the day and skip church or sleep in. But you made it to Hope International Ministries because you believe that God has a word for you here today. Amen. And so we welcome you. We have already invited those that are on our conference line uh, to go with us to 2 Corinthians 10 verses 1 through 6. So those of you on our YouTube channel, we invite you also to go with us to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 6. Now, as usual, when I'm home and I'm operating uh, several things, when I'm at the church, I have help by Providence Shemiko and Sister Roz and uh, Sister Michelle, but today I'm on it all by myself. So I'm switching and pushing buttons over here um, on the other side of the screen. Amen. Amen. So you should see it on the screen, YouTube. It does have Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 6. Our title on today is, as, as I said earlier, we're still dealing with spiritual warfare. We're dealing with it on our um, Bible study line. So if you're not subscribed to our channel and you're a visitor, please feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We do um, most of the time record our Bible studies. Um, if you're not able to be with us on Thursdays at 8 p.m., you can always go and hear the teaching there. And so um, <clears throat> we have been sharing um, about spiritual warfare in our Bible study. And the Lord says in our uh, Sunday morning worship service as well. We do thank um, Prophet Shemiko for standing in for, for, for me for those two weeks. I know that she did an absolutely um, uh, wonderful job in uh, teaching the word of God. And so I just want to say that publicly on the line. Uh, for those that tuned in on those uh, weeks that I was away on vacation, I thank God for her and her willingness to share the word um, and to be a help to um, the ministry. So thank you very much, um, Prophet Shemiko. Amen. So we should all be there at Second Corinthians 10. Everybody's there except pastors. I'm talking and I'm not there, right? So um, we're going to get started. I'm just going to uh, say a word and uh, give a word of prayer, and then we're going to go into the teaching on today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless you as we always do. We just cannot stop praising and blessing you because you are good. As the song says, you've been so good. And so when we think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for us, our soul cries out, hallelujah. And it's a for real hallelujah. Lord, it's not something fabricated. It's not just church jargon, but Lord, it is a, a for real hallelujah. When we look around and we see all of the things that are going on in the world today, but yet you've kept us, Lord God. You've sustained us. you protected us, Lord. And so for that one today, we just want to say thank you. Now, God, as we begin the teaching on today, Father, we pray that your spirit would, would, would just infuse, oh God, the atmosphere and, and, and the airwaves on today, oh God. We pray that those that have come in expectation of hearing uh, a word from you that is going to encourage them, build them up, Lord God, deliver them, save them. God, whatever 
whatever they stand in need of uh, as the Holy Ghost sees fit, Lord, that it shall be done on today. Our prayer is, God, that we came in on this line one way. Some of us came here. We dragged in. Some of us didn't even want to be here, the truth be told. But we made it here, oh God. And since we've made it here, Father, I pray that you would go beyond our expectations on today. Feed us, oh God, till we want no more. Make this word as simple, oh God, that a little child can receive it and apply it to their lives. We thank you, Father, and we bless you. Bless every home represented on this line and bless this servant here, oh God, that is before you. Use us to your glory and to your honor, Lord God. Let them not hear or see Mary Mallory, but let them hear and see you, oh God. I ask it in the name of Jesus, and I thank you in advance. In Jesus' name we do pray, and all the saints say amen, 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 amen. Even those that are muted, just say amen on today. So the scripture reading on today, and also we will be having communion afterwards, and so make sure you have your um, communion cups. All right, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 6, and it reads as follows. It says, not now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And then our theme of scripture is casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of God. Amen. To the obedience of God. And so a message on today, if you're taking notes, is our weapons are not physical, but spiritual. And our subtitle, pulling down strongholds. Amen. Our weapons are not physical, as we've been teaching, but they are spiritual. And our subtitle, pulling down strongholds. As Christians, those of us that are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, as we say, amen. As Christians, we know that we are in a battle for our souls. We've been teaching and we've been telling uh, the folks at him uh, that the battle that is that is waged against us is an everyday battle. It, it, this battle is not only an every day, but it's an every hour. It's an every moment. And this battle is relentless and it never stops. We were told uh, on a few weeks ago that there are times that we have seen um, the big event as being in a battle. And so what the Holy Ghost is trying to, to tell us is that the battle is on every single day, not just the big uh, event, but it's every day. Every day when you open your eyes, hallelujah, you're in a battle. And I would dare to say, even when you're sleeping, you are still in a battle. Now, saints of God, we know that we're in a battle and the scripture tells us in 1 Peter 5 and 8, it tells us to be on alert. 
It tells us to watch out for our great enemy. And so saints, we can be vigilant. We can study and we should study the enemy's tactics. And we can see what he has done in the lives of others, as well as the path of destruction that he leaves in those who choose to follow him. However, one thing we cannot do, Prophetess Yamikul and Prophetess Flo, one thing we cannot do, even though we study his tactics, even though we see the destruction that he leaves in his his pathway, although we know that he is attacking every day, one thing that we cannot do concerning the enemy is control him or his actions. We cannot control him, nor can we control his actions. But the good news to the believer is, although we cannot control him or his actions, the good news is that God has said in his word in 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, that God has not left us ignorant of all of his devices. And because we are not ignorant of his devices, God has given us weaponry so that we are prepared for the fight. So although we uh, cannot uh, control what he does, we are prepared for the fight. How many know that the fight will come because we just said it's an everyday relentless uh, battle with the enemy? And so God has given us weaponry and some of the weaponry that we have discussed, we know is the word of God. In fact, prophetess Flo prayed uh, some of those weapons, uh, some of those ammunitions. We have the word of God according to Ephesians 6, which is our sword. We have prayer. We know that we can go into fasting. We know that we can go into and use the name of Jesus. We know that in Revelation 12 and 11, it says that we over come by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So we can use the blood and we can use our testimony. And we also know that we can worship. How many know that worship is a weapon? It is part of our arson. Hallelujah. And a lot of times we don't want to tap into that worship. And how many know that we don't have to wait to Sunday to worship, but whenever we need to pull out that weapon, whenever we need to pull out our gun, we can always go into a worship. Amen. Hallelujah. I like when uh, every now and then Prophetess Shemekel sends me some music over the line. And, and, and most of the time is worship. Amen. And so it's something about, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said I was going to be calm today. But there's something about worship, saints of God. We can praise. Amen. I love that. Y'all know I love the praise. How many know that uh, Mary Mallory will get a praise on in a minute? But there's something about worship. When we go into worship, it is very intimate. It is very close. It is very heartfelt. And some of us, we kind of bypass the worship experience. But I dare you on today to get into some worship. Just just get into that place when you desire just to tell God how awesome he is. Get into that place when you and God get into that love. Hallelujah for one another. It gets very intimate. It gets very, very, very consuming. Amen. And so that's a place that we can use as well as our weaponry. Hallelujah. And so as you can see from our list that we just went through, none of our weapon saints involve those of the flesh. 
typically when we are in warfare, we, we, we forget about our arsenal. We begin to operate sometimes in the flesh. We begin to war in the flesh. Now, what do we mean by warring in the flesh? Y'all already know. We get out of character sometimes. Sometimes we get sucked in. We say things we don't mean, as we said on the line on Thursday. But how many know that we need to see what the enemy is doing as not uh, pertaining to physical but pertaining to spiritual. When he attacks, it's spiritual. And so we cannot, as I said at the top of the message, we cannot fight spiritual warfare uh, by carnal or fleshly means. And because we know as children of God, we cannot fight spiritual battles with carnal means. We must fight it in the spirit. We know that the only way to successfully engage in spiritual warfare is to abandon carnal methods and worldly attitudes. I know. Can I keep it real? Can I keep it real? I know because I'm human. Uh, when I'm ready to, especially when the spiritual attack is from, it's against me by someone I can see physically. Uh, I want to attack that individual. Amen. And there are times, can I just keep it real? I'm not seeing anything spiritual. I see you. I hear you. I, I see the effects. I feel the offense from you. And immediately I want to attack who? You. All right. Anybody going to say amen? I'm the only one keeping it real. Amen. amen. But we have to realize, and this is what God is trying to hammer. It is not the individual. It is the spirit that is operating behind that individual. Think of this, saints of God. When, 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 when you are fearful, right? Do you see fear? Can't see fear. We see the results of fear, right? Anger. Can you see anger? Is that materialistic? No, but we see the what? The results of anger. Do you understand what I'm saying? So those particular attributes are spirits. We can't see anger. Just like you cannot see the air, but yet we see the what? The effects of air. You can't see anger. You just see me when I am angry. Amen. You can't see fear. You just see when I allow fear to operate in my life. They're spirits. Amen. Those are spirits. You can't see offense, but you can see the effect of the offense in our lives. Amen. And so God is trying to show us on today, teach us on today that because these things are spiritual, we cannot combat them in the physical, but in the what? The spiritual. I ain't getting no amen there. So we know that the only way to successfully engage in spiritual warfare is to abandon those carnal methods, reaching out, uh, uh, attacking verbally, physically, bitterness, anger. Those things we have to walk, have to have to 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 step away from, and we must follow the Lord's commands. All right. In our scripture today, in our scripture today, casting down imaginations appears as a defense. That is used in Paul's ministry. Remember, Paul was being attacked. Paul, they were saying that Paul was operating in the flesh. They were saying that Paul was using the people for his own filthy gain and his own filthy lucre. He was going through. 
And even though he was going through, we went through two weeks ago, how Paul did not allow them to allow him to operate by carnal means, by attacking back, but he used spiritual means. And we went to Galatians 5, 22 and 24, the fruit of the spirit. Amen. He watched Jesus and the same way Jesus handled conflict and attacks. That's what Paul chose to do. And so now in today's reading, today's scripture, Paul is talking about casting down imaginations. Amen. And he uses it as a defense in his ministry now when he's dealing with spiritual warfare. Notice that Paul utilizes divine weapons in opposed to weapons used according to human standards or what we say the flesh. And that's because Paul realizes, prophetess flow, that the war, as I said earlier, is not waged against flesh and blood, but it's against physical and, and not against uh, physical and material beings. But the, the, the attacks are against spiritual forces. Spiritual forces that lie behind saints of God. It is spiritual forces that lie behind the evil and cruel behavior of men. And so when we see um, things operating in the world, let's look at the world. When we see evil in the world, it's not the individual, but it is the spirit. Those spiritual forces and influences that lie behind that. Amen. So Paul understands that spiritual forces are behind uh, unbelief. Uh, spiritual forces are behind arguments uh, that are perpetrated against God. And that these same spiritual forces, they attack saints and they prey on our imagination and they prey on our thoughts. On Thursday, we talked about how um, when we, uh, how, let me say this, our actions, what we do and what we say can be either influenced by the enemy or influenced by the spirit. Amen. Our actions, our words, they either are influenced by um, evil influences or they're influenced by God's spirit and righteousness. We have a choice. Amen. And these same forces, they attack our thought. They attack our imagination. And I would go on to say, because I used to think, and it is true, that we have attacks. Like you could be sitting here and something crazy comes across your mind. Amen. Something out of nowhere uh, will come that we know is not in agreement with God's word. But we also have to think about ideas, concepts, beliefs that have been embedded in our thought processes, right? That are contrary also to the word of God. Those are strongholds, things that we have taken and belief systems that we believe that could be strongholds that are not in line with the word of God. So we have to look at it in two ways. We can look at it as those influences that come and we can look at it as things that we have learned, things that we have gleaned, things that we have embraced. When I say things, I mean concepts, beliefs, philosophies, um, theologies of the world that we have embraced that are not 
according to God's word. And when we embrace these things, what it, what it causes us to do is to walk in, in sin, <laughs> in a way to put it, because it is not according to God's word. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So then how do we conquer the war that's waged against our thoughts? We know that there's thoughts that come in and out. We know that there are thought patterns that we have engaged in, that we have embraced as truth that is not truth. So how do we conquer a sissy? How do we conquer the war that is waged against our thoughts? The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, it tells us to cast down imaginations and everything or every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And not only are we to cast them down, but we're to bring those thoughts into captivity. Every thought to the obedient of God and his word. I want to give you three steps today. If you're taking notes, three steps to help us with managing our thoughts. Three steps. Three steps. The first step is that you must understand what the knowledge of God means. The scripture says over here in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, casting down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, what is the knowledge of God? What does that mean? The knowledge of God, saints, refers to those things that he reveals about himself. They are those personal, intimate revelations of his character, who he is, what pleases him, what displeases him. It is knowing his heart. And so for some of you who are married, you know your spouse. You know what pleases your spouse. You know what brings joy to your spouse. You know what ticks your spouse off. You know the things that that, that spouse does not like. Well, it's like that with God. When we have that relationship and we want to, 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 to gleam or understand the knowledge of God, it means we need to know him intimately. And we know that the only way that we can know God intimately is to spend that quality time in his presence and in his word. Romans 11 and 33. Let me, let me read that for you while I have it here. Romans 11 and 33. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge how impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways so with that being said saint said with that being said it means that we need to get in a place of intimacy with him where we can get to know him beyond the surface, beyond what we hear in church, beyond what we read in scripture, beyond what mama told us, beyond what big mama told us. God wants a personal, intimate relationship so you can get to know him like you know your spouse, like you know your best friend. Amen? The second step, the second step in managing our thoughts is understanding God's will. Understanding God's will as revealed to us in the scripture with the help of the Holy Ghost. 
What are you saying, pastor? It's not just for us just to read the scriptures. And I say this over and over again. It does us no good just to read it and we don't understand it. So God wants to reveal himself through way of the scripture. But that takes what? Spending time. That takes getting into the scripture. That, that takes questioning the Holy Spirit. Asking the Holy Ghost, what is what does God mean? What is he trying to tell me here? So we have to understand God's will as revealed to us in his scriptures. This helps us to get a better understanding, prophetess flow, of who he is. If I don't understand what I'm reading, I'm still not going to understand who God is. So Holy Ghost, help me to understand who he is. Help me to, to glean other books other authors, other teachers maybe that can give me more insight into who God is and his word because I really want to know him. How many on here really want to know him? It used to be a song that says, I really want to know him. Glory to God. I don't want to know about you, God. I really want to know you. Go with me to Colossians 1, 9 and 10. We got to read that. Go with me to Colossians chapter 1. Verses 9 and 10. And you need to highlight this. I like how it reads in the um, the New Living Translation. I already have it printed out. But I need you to go there. So I need you to go tap. I, I told you today, I'm just I'm keep last week, you know, we we're on fire. But this week, I just want to slow it down and teach it. And I need you to go to this, um, this particular scripture. And I need you to highlight it or underline it or go back to it. And look at it if you can in the New Living Translation. It really breaks it down. Colossians 1, 9 and 10. It says, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom. How many on here we know we need spiritual wisdom? Not the world's wisdom, but we need spiritual wisdom. And then it goes on to say, and understanding. So when we are studying the word of God, Hallelujah. We need spiritual wisdom and we need to ask the Holy Ghost to give us understanding. And then look what it says in verse 10. It says, then the way you live will always, yes, God, honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. I can't break that down any more than that. So first, we need to understand uh, what the knowledge of God means. Second, we need understanding of God's word, his will, that we would get spiritual wisdom and understanding because the scripture says, then when we do this, that we will always live a life that honors and please the Lord because we understand where God is coming from. Amen. And then we will produce every kind of good fruit when we understand his word. And that is by way of the Holy Ghost. The third thing, as you come to better understand the scriptures, once you understand what the knowledge of God means, 
Once you've getting, you begin to get understanding of God's will, of his word. The third thing is that you become or you come to better understand the scriptures. And as you saints begin to better understand the scriptures, the mind becomes renewed. And when your mind becomes renewed, then you begin to transform. You begin to transform into the image and into the likeness of God. What are you saying, pastor? We're saying that you can't just surface read. You can't just take what pastor says on Sunday. I admonish each and every one of you under the sound of my voice to go into the word and read it for yourself. Don't just take my word. Don't just take the word of any pastor, minister, bishop. Go in and get understanding and wisdom for yourself. The Bible says if anybody lacks wisdom, all you have to do is ask. We are without excuse. Glory to God. Romans 12 and 1, we quote it all the time. Go there, underline it. Romans 12 and 1, and I'm reading it from the New Living Translation. And it says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. My God, he's not just asking, he's pleading with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. He says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Listen what it says. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. I know I'm, I said I was going to be short, but that made me stop there. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Well, my Lord, some churches, I don't know. I can't see the difference between the world. Some Christians, I can't see the difference between the world and God and holiness that's operating in them. And here the scripture says, and again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. If Prophet Shemika were here, she tells us that we, I'm sure she taught it the last two weeks, that we're kingdom kids. We're not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We have a different way of thinking. We have a different way of operating uh, by way and through the kingdom of God. There are expectations that God has placed upon us as children of God, as kingdom citizens. So we should not look like the world. We should not look like the world. We should not talk like the world. We should not act like the world. We should not dress like the world. We should not think like the world because we are citizens of the most high God. We are citizens of his kingdom. And there are principles and statutes that we are to abide by. And if you don't know what they are, pick up that Bible and go to Genesis throughout Revelation. And God will tell you and the Holy Ghost will teach it to you. Hallelujah. So it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God. He says, but let God transform you. 
into a new person by changing the way we think. Hallelujah. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Tap yourself and say for me. Hallelujah. Glory of God, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we have to transform these minds, these thought patterns, these imaginations. Glory to God. This crazy stinking thinking, these ideologies and these philosophies from the world, from stinking teaching, from the church, from religion. Hallelujah. From things that we taught, some stuff in college. I had a college professor that was crazy and told me that, 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 that told the class that, that, that the Red Sea didn't, didn't, didn't part. It was a wind that normally came at a certain time and it would just, and, and because the, 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 the sea wasn't that deep that it was able to part it. And I'm sitting in the class in college. Glory to God. Saints of God, we got to get savvy here. Hallelujah. And so we can't, we can't, we can't attach to this world. Hallelujah. The things of this world. We are kingdom kids. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that was Romans 12, 1 and 2. And I was reading from the New Living Translation. Remember, well, let me put it like this. And I'm almost finished because I said I was going to be almost finished, right? The other day, I had to go to Home Depot to get a filter, a water filter. Because my water filter, you know, once, it, once it's, it's no good, the light comes on and says replace. But here's this, the, 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 the metaphor. Um, that water filter is used on, on my refrigerator to help eliminate impurities and harsh minerals, right? That flow through my faucet, through my, my water. It cleans and it purifies the water before I, I drink it <laughs> for consumption. And so what God is saying to some of us, some of the thinking, the thoughts, the beliefs, the ideas, even the thoughts that pop up in our mind, even our motives, that we need to take it through a filter. And that filter for us, kingdom kids, is the word of God. We need to filter some of the things that we've been taught, some of the things that the enemy has, has placed or influenced us with. We need to take it through the filter of the word because some of the uh, impurities and harsh minerals and lies and false concepts we have embraced. And because we have embraced those things, it causes us not to live uh, in, in, in a place where God wants us to live. It lowers our standard. And some of us, we don't even know because it has been a stronghold. That's why you got to go back. Holy Spirit, is there anything in my psyche, anything that I've sat under, anything that I've read, anything in the world that I've embraced that is contrary to what God's word has given me? Father, I need you. I, I want to sift it. I, I 
I want it to go through the filter and I want you to um, remove every impurity, remove every harsh chemical and mineral from whatever teaching, uh, ideal, concept, philosophy, remove it, oh God, so that I can re- embrace and receive your wisdom, hallelujah, and the purity and the truth of your word. Do I have anybody on the line that is in agreement with me that will say amen, pastor? Mm. Amen, pastor. Show it to me, God. Show it to me. Show it to me. Some of the arguments, some of our arguments, some of our presumptions, some of the teaching, it needs to be filtered through the word of God. Because some of those things that we have been been believing, they are not biblically sound. They are not in agreement with God's word. And we need to pull them down because they become strongholds for some of us. Let me give you another example. When I was growing up, and maybe some of you on the line today, I was taught as a child that we uh, were de- we were we were derived from from apes. How many ever heard? How many heard that lie? That we came from apes. They were teaching us this as kids. Amen. And so they were causing us to have a devalued, I don't know if that's the word, but it it, it caused us to, 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 to not really know who we were and opposed to being a creation of God. It devalued us as apes. I'm not, I was not derived from an ape. I'm sorry. It distorted our origins and it questioned whether we were made in the image and the likeness of God. They were teaching us these things. And sadly, some Christians still believe, may believe that they still uh, evolved from an ape. Amen. But this was the ideal and the belief that the world was pushing to devalue who we were in Jesus Christ, in God. When we discovered in Genesis 1 and 26, where it tells us in our word, because we have to now take that and filter it through the word of God. And it tells us, then God said, let us make what? Make man in our what? In our image, according to our what? Likeness. But that was a belief. That was a philosophy that the world had embraced in science and technology. So that's why we must, saints of God, we must go through the word of God and see what God's word says. Because the only truth, the only truth and the real truth is God's word. I don't care what they say about Corona, COVID, the Delta, I don't care what they say about cancer. The truth lies in the word of God. This is the real truth. Amen. Amen. And so some of us, like some of us had to be liberated through the word of God, through that crazy teaching that we evolved from an ape. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Good God. God breathed into man and man became a living being. Amen. A living soul. Glory to God. I went on a tempest. Didn't I go on a tempest? I know. Hallelujah. But it's good. 
we as Christians, we as Christians, we as believers, we cannot, and I'm going to keep saying this to the Holy Ghost, gets it through all of our heads. We cannot fight spiritual battles with weapons of the flesh. And the majority, if not all the battles that we go through are spiritual. So that makes us have to go into the word of God. That makes us have to pull out our arsenal and the list that we went through and not be lazy and get on our knees and fast and pray and worship and decree and declare the word of God because our battles are spiritual and we must fight them by spiritual means. How can this principle be applied? Pastor, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with all of this? I'm up against warfare in my mind. Everyday people that are jacked up in their mind and, and they're attacking me. All of this stuff is going on. That's true. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the what? The world. Let's look at an Old Testament illustration of pulling down strongholds. And it's found in the battle of Jericho. And so at your leisure and on your time, you can go to Joshua 6, 1 through 27 to read it for yourself. Because I'm just going to say, just give a little quick viewpoint of it. But Joshua 6, 1 through 27. An Old Testament illustration of pulling down strongholds, we'll find it in the battle of Jericho. See, Jericho's walls are like the walls of resistance in the minds of rebellious people. And when I say rebellious people, that though they are people who are walking contrary, living contrary, acting contrary to the word of God. They're rebellious. They're rebellious against God and his words and his precepts. And so... The Jericho walls are like the walls of resistance in the minds of rebellious people. And some Christians can be rebellious and stubborn. They can have, have, have a, 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 an ideal, a belief, and they're not open to anything that the word of God says. For instance, women shouldn't preach. You got some people that, that, that you can't tell them any differently. They have a resistance in their mind and it's a Jericho wall. But yet the Bible says that he will pour out his spirit upon some flesh, upon only men. Is that what the Bible said? Is that what it tells us? No. God will pour out his spirit on whomever he wants, whether it be female, male, child, senior, an adult, even a donkey. Amen? And so we have Christians, we have unbelievers, where Jericho, where their, their, their belief systems are like Jericho walls. Re, they have a resistance in their mind and, and over some philosophies and over some um, presumptions and over some concepts and beliefs. And they must be torn down. See, when the people of God in Joshua's day, 
when they followed prophetess flow and when they obeyed God's word, the Bible says in Joshua 6, 1 and 27, that the walls fell. They fell when they followed and they fell when they obeyed the word of God. Saints, the battle was the Lord's battle and he fought that battle the way he wanted to fight it and according to his instruction. Now in the natural, how God chose to bring those walls down, Florence, it was crazy. And it makes sense, right? The truth be told, come on, God. Now, you know that made no kind of sense, walking around some walls and singing around. That made no kind of sense, God. But he did it the way he wanted to do it, in the way he wanted to do it. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, it says, but God chooses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise and the weak things of the world to shame the strong. The massive walls of Jericho saints, they fell down in an instant. They fell down by the mighty hand of God. And I'm here to tell you on this afternoon, my God, I feel you in my spirit. I'm here to tell you that the same way through our faith and our obedience to the word of God, we can pull down spiritual strongholds if we obey God's word. Hallelujah. And we yeah. do what he commands us to do. Oh, thoughts, thoughts that are contrary, thoughts that go against the word of God, thoughts that go against the truth of God's word. They are like a mental wall of resistance. Some of those uh, uh, things and thoughts that are contrary to God are, are, are things like pride, things like intellectualism. Uh, they, sometimes they say it's too hard to save somebody that's intellectual. You ever heard that? Because they're so steep in intellectual thought <laughs> that that God uses the very I heard I had a teacher tell me, he was like, Mary, he said, I know, he said, I know you love God, but, but he said, but I just can't believe some of that stuff that the Bible says. He was steep in intellectualism. It made no sense. Like the walls of Jericho. God uses the simple things, the foolish things. Someone that's intellectual, they can't get with that. He could not get with it because it made no sense to him. And so some of the mental walls of resistance is pride, is intellectualism, is philosophies, is beliefs and doctrines that make no sense according to the word of God. We were formed from an ape. The devil is a liar. It's ideas and thoughts. Women can't preach. The devil is a liar. It's self-righteousness. I'm better than, I'm holier than. Come on. We got to pull those down. Glory to God. And we have to help those that are locked in this, help pull it down for them. Amen. So we can bring those walls down in their lives. Since our approaching or our approach to pulling down strongholds, is to present the truth of God's word. Only God's word, only the word of God, only the wisdom of God is going to pull down the strongholds. And we yeah. talked about the steps to review. 
These were the three steps to help us with managing these thoughts that need to be pulled down. We must understand what the knowledge of God means. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The knowledge of God that refers to things that he reveals about himself. And that's when you get in a relationship with him. And that's when you allow the Holy Ghost to speak to you. We got to understand God's will as revealed to us in the scripture. Got to allow the Holy Ghost to reveal it to you. It helps us to understand and get a better understanding of who our God is. Hallelujah. And then as we get a better understanding of who our God is by way of the scripture, by way of Holy Spirit, by way of wisdom and knowledge, the Bible says that as you get an understanding, that then and only then will our minds become renewed. And then we begin to become transformed. How do we become transformed? We become transformed by the word of God. And if I can put a cherry on it, Prophet Shemiko, we have to yield to the spirit of God because sometimes those strongholds are strong because God has been knocking. God has been sending. But because we have not yielded to his will for our lives, according to what the word of God says, we remain stuck. But I don't know about you, but I can say for me in this house that on this day I yield to the word of God. I yield to the wisdom of God and I yield to the Holy Ghost. I ask him and invite him to come into my life. Remove every thought, my God. Everything that's exalted above what God's word says. I allow him and give him permission to pull it all down that I can embrace the good truth of the word of God that I can be liberated so I can be like that Colossians 1, 9 through 10 that says so we have not stopped praying for you since we have heard about you we ask God to give you a complete knowledge of his will well I'm here today to tell you that I'm praying this over you and I need you to pray it over yourself ask God to give you I hear you God complete knowledge of his will and to give you your spiritual wisdom and understanding concerning his word then the way my God the way that we live it will always probably Shemekel it will always honor our Lord that is when we get um, complete knowledge of his will for our lives. Um, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, the Bible says, um, and your lives will produce um, every good kind of fruit. Um, how many on the line today um, besides Mary Mallory um, want some good fruit to come off of this life? Um, if that's you on today, um, just tap yourself gently and say, that's me, God. That's me. That's me. Hallelujah. I want you to have your way. I like the way.
way prophetess Flo always says. She says all of that stuff that I might have learned that I wasn't even aware of, that was not according to the word of God. Oh God, have your way in me. She often says, I just want the Lord to do the right thing in my life and to take away all of the junk, all of the mess, all of the stupidity, some of the things that we have embraced as being God and God has nothing to do with it. If that's you on the line today, just lift your hands in the air and say, God, that's me. That's me. God, that's me. That's me. Hallelujah. Take me to the truth of your word, Lord. Hallelujah. Even when the pastor preaches it, let me go and find it for myself. Even when I listen to someone on YouTube and I feel like they're anointed, but God, let me go to you myself. I have an intimate personal relationship with you just like they do. And the same way you reveal the truth of your word, the same way that you revealed the glory of who you are, the same way you revealed your holiness and righteousness, the same way you departed the truth of your word to them. You are no respecter of person and the same thing you did for them, you can do it for me. Look at somebody that's in your house if you have someone or tap yourself and say, God, you can do it for me. You can do it for me. God, do it for me. Do it for me. Do it for me, God. Do it for me. Pull down those walls of Jericho. Hallelujah. By way of your word and your command as I obey and as I yield to the work of the Holy Ghost as you give and impart wisdom to my heart and to my soul and to my mind. Because I realize that when you transform this mind to your word, hallelujah, that you transform this individual. Glory to God. Transform us, God. Transform us, Lord. Glory to God. The Bible, and I'm done. The Bible names several weapons for pulling down strongholds and waging warfare. And we mentioned some earlier in the message. But I leave you with this, saints of God. But as the key, as the key. The same key that Paul used toward the Corinthians. And that is to rely on God's divine power and not your own. Rely on God's divine power, saints, and not your own. Because when you rely on your own, then you're going to be relying on your flesh. And if you rely on your flesh, you're going to be like those uh, uh, seven sons of Sceva, which we were supposed to preach last week, but the, the, but the Lord didn't allow us. Paul, I know. <laughs> Jesus, I know. Yeah. Who are you? Rely on God's divine power. And know that we cannot contend and fight spiritual battles by carnal 
and by fleshly means. It's only through God's divine power, through his word. And it starts with our what? Our mind. Because the battle begins right here in our minds. Once he gets your mind, you're like the puppet. You're a slave to the sins and to the enemy. Let God and his word permeate our minds and let us obey it and let us do it. God bless you. God bless you. Our weapons are not physical, but they are spiritual. Our subtitle, Pulling Down Strongholds. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the word on today, Lord. Father, we thank you that this word, none of it, not a titter of it, has fallen on uh, unfruitful soil, O oh God. But it has fallen on the good soil of our heart. I thank you, O oh God, that we are all being transformed. We're all being renewed. We're all allowing the Holy Spirit to filter out some of the misconceptions and lies and philosophies and ideas, Lord, that are contrary, that go against your word. We thank you, O oh God, even as believers, some of us, that we have, we have caught that and we have embraced some things that are not true. Father, I pray that you would have your way in us. Liberate us, O oh God. Set us free, O oh God. You said who the sun sets free, that we're free indeed. And so, Father, we thank you for your word, which is spirit, and your word, which is life. Father, we pray that, that there be anyone on this line today that does not know you, Lord God. Hallelujah. That is not a part of your kingdom. That does not know you as Lord. That does not know you as King. Father, that on today, we pray that they will receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We pray that they would receive this prayer into their hearts. That they realize that they were a sinner and are a sinner. But on today, that they want to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That they believe that Jesus has died for their sins. Hallelujah. And that they believe that Jesus has rose again. Hallelujah. And that he is seated right now at the right hand of the Father. And as he has taken on their sins, he has given us life. Father, they prayed that and believed that in their heart today and they've embraced it. Father, we thank you on today that they be saved. Oh God, and now we pray that you would direct them to a place of worship, Lord, that the truth of your word is not watered down, it's not compromised, Lord, but God, that they would get your word, hallelujah, in their heart, that they would be seated under a leadership, a pastor that is after your own heart, a shepherd after their under shepherd that is after your own heart that's not afraid of the faces of the people but will say what you've told them to say and do what you have told them to do oh father we thank you right now bless these wonderful people lord bless them bless their homes bless their finances bless their health bless their families bless their extended families bless them oh god indeed that is my prayer today we thank you and we bless you and we ask it all in Jesus name and all the saints of God, wherever you are, glory to God, whether you be on the YouTube, whether you be on the conference line, just say amen in agreement if you agree to what the Lord has said on today. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, hallelujah. We're not going to belabor. It's to 10 after 4, and I know it's a holiday weekend, but we are going to have communion. So for those uh, that are in the house, amen, I see those that have, um, amen, that have um, 
have placed, uh, have been in the chat room uh, over in, in the YouTube. God bless you. We see your comments. Amen to you, Sister Michelle and others that are on the on the um, the YouTube channel um, following us uh, this afternoon. I would ask that you would all please get your um, communion uh, ready. Those that are at uh, Hope International Ministries, you should have your cups that we've given a while back. Amen. The Lord said that for, for this season that we are to do communion. Um, I don't know if it'll be every Sunday, but it'll be once a month. Amen. And so we are going to be obedient to God's word. So get your cup. If you don't have a cup, listen here. Get you some bread, get you some water. <laughs> it ain't it ain't that deep. Amen. It's all about uh, 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 really uh, uh, about the symbolism of it all. So if you don't have the cup and you don't have <laughs> the wafer, get some bread, get some water, get some milk, get some juice. Amen. If you got, you know, whatever you have, uh, get it and, and you can um, have communion with us on today. Um those of you that we're going to, I guess we'll keep up the YouTube as well. So um, that means that those that will be praying, I don't know if your prophet Shemiko is still on the line. Uh, I hear prophetess flow on the line, but I'm not sure if prophet Shemiko, amen. And so I'm going to ask uh, the ministers uh, in, of the house, I'm going to ask prophet Shemiko uh, that she would pray over the um, sacraments. And then I'm going to ask uh, prophetess uh, Florence Williams to pray uh, the prayer of repentance. Amen. Uh, and then I am going to, well, I'm going to ask if Prophet Shemiko can find something soft to play. She knows I like that uh, YouTube. I think the, the, the gentleman that plays the, the music, maybe she can pull him up in, in the background and um, um, we can um, certainly... Amen. Play that as we prepare our hearts um, for communion. Amen. Get your cups. Get your piece of bread. I don't care. Piece of toast. <laughs> Whatever you have in the house. It's about the symbol symbolism of it. Your water. Your juice. And we're going to um, we're going to transfer over into our communion. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to ask that uh, prophetess Flo would begin with um, the prayer of repentance. You may have to talk a little loud because we do have people on the YouTube who will be sharing with us as well. Amen. Amen. Father, we come before you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, first of all, for the words that we have heard on today. We thank you, Lord God, for this word dwelling up on the inside of us, Lord God. Hallelujah. To willing to do your good pleasure. Father, as we prepare for communion on today, we come, hallelujah, with a spirit of repentance, Lord God, asking you, Lord God, to forgive us for our sins, wash us, God, and cleanse us again of all unrighteousness. As your word says, creating us a clean heart, O oh God, and renew the right spirit on today in the name of Jesus. Because you told us if we say we have no sin, we are a liar and the truth is not in us, Lord God. But Father, we thank you on today that you allow us, hallelujah, to come before you with our sins, Lord God, hallelujah, and ask your forgiveness and you take them and throw them in the sea of forgetfulness, Lord. So Lord, we just want to say thank you on this afternoon, Lord God, for forgiving our sins. Thank you for washing us. 
Thank you for purging us and cleansing us, Lord, before we take the sacred sacraments on today, oh God. And Lord, we bless you, hallelujah, for a door of repentance that you have made because you know your children, Father. So Lord, we just bless you, we exalt you, and we thank you for forgiving us for our sins. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And then our own prophet Shemiko will lead us. In the prayer of our sacraments. That you would bless God. Sacraments that we are taking today, Father. Yes. Sanctify them, purify them, hold you, God. Lord God, let them be a representation of you, Father. Your body, which was broken for us, oh God, and your blood, which was shed, Father. Yes. Yes. We thank you today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Whatever those that. Whatever they may have, oh God, to represent you, oh God. Yes, Let it represent you, God. Yes, that when they take up this covenant, God, that you have made with us, oh God, they will know, God, for sure, Father, that you are there, that they are yours. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 The Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread and when he had given thanks he break it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me take your bread my God, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ which is given for each and every one of us let us eat together Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as ought as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. Take your cup. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which we have the forgiveness of sins. Let us drink together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And God, we just thank you for your blood. We thank you for your body, Lord God. We thank you that the healing that is in the body, every by every stripe, Lord God, that we are healed. We thank you for your blood that covers our sins. Now, Father, we rejoice. We rejoice. Amen. Whereas the saints said, we know it was the blood. We know it was yes. the blood for us. One day when we were lost, he died on the cross. We know it was the blood for us. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. And on next week, we will be back at the, um, at the worship center. And we will be worshiping there. Have a safe and wonderful holiday weekend.
Love you all with the love of Jesus Christ. And I hear some people say, ain't nothing you can do about it. Amen. So I love you and ain't nothing you can do about it. Amen. Even if you don't love me, I love you. (laughs) God bless you and God keep you. Have a wonderful day. Amen. God bless you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.